Welcome to Ink Bottle, a podcast about creativity, parenting, and changing diapers. No. <laughs> I mean, hey, you did learn on the fly. I'm you learned a on the really job. good diaper changer. I just love that diaper. podcast about creativity writing mm-hmm. and parenting and all the things in between yeah yeah so i for one am really excited but i did want to ask you know off the bat well before oh. we get to that <laughs> see i gotta keep us on track Please. before we get to that yeah. <laughs> yes we are your hosts oh shoot Brittany and williams and daniel jose Olbert. Boom. See, y'all are like, we don't know who you are. We don't. I imagine. They, I think they do. Imagine, no, but imagine somebody do. just kind of like has their Spotify on shuffle or whatever. And, and they just kind of happen upon it. And they're and like, they're who here. are these two Goombas? <laughs> so, Not Goombas. I mean, <laughs> who are these two so-and-sos, right? <laughs> I was going to ask, do, you know, the important question, do I have podcaster voice? Okay. You have podcaster voice. I mean, do I? Yeah. I don't think okay. I do, but that's okay. I'm it's, comfortable with that. I don't need to. I'm, you know, I'm already a man in my 40s. So listen, I'm peak podcaster age. <laughs> the time has come for me. Um, the time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things needed to happen. on our new podcast. Ink um, Bottom. Yes. A podcast about creativity, life, and parenting. We said that. That was good, though. No, I know. I was trying out different ones. <laughs> okay, so this first episode is actually going to all be about Daniel testing out his different podcaster voices. <laughs> no, not voices. So I was trying out different. Let's, let's try. Tagline. Let's, let's go. Let's, right, let's, let's go. try this other podcaster voice. Ready? And take two. No, don't do that one. <laughs> don't do that one. That's not your podcaster voice. That's here. Today's episode, we're going to talk about, um, actually, we thought it'd be really good to bring in, to inaugurate the series with talking about um, social media life yeah. as a writer or as a creative person. Mm-hmm. We're going to be saying writer. I think we really mean creative person. Yeah. Um, we can we can just say creator, writer, Yeah, artists, creator. writers. Like, we're talking to everybody, really, um, especially because we are multi-hyphenates mm-hmm. in some ways, in yeah. many ways. Brittany is <laughs> in an actor. In all ways. Yeah, and exactly. A mom, an actor, a writer. A director. A director, an incredible person. And a really good <laughs> social you. media person. And my wife. I don't know if we mentioned right. that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're married. Surprise, guys. Hey, that's kind of the the hook of the whole podcast. Yeah, it, although it would have been weird if I knew how well, like how good you were at changing diapers and you weren't married. <laughs> would that have changed? It's just oh. like, like, I, like just I'm just lurking around. in your house. I just peek in the window. <laughs> As you're changing the you baby. actually in my wall. Right. <laughs> that, yes, that would have All been right, right. weird. I would have had to, to have a talk with my wife right. about that. <laughs> so, Daniel, this woman, Brittany, that you're it's always just, talking just to, hanging out Why does she house? know about your diaper changing skills? Like, right? Why, why is she, she always when here whenever you change making? the baby? What we wanted to talk about was being... <laughs> this has already got off the rails. It so, has it. We knew, I don't think we it has. It's fine. Uh, social media presence for creatives yes. is such a, a like whoosh, we only have an hour and we're gonna no, really try I to mean, keep it contained. You know, but we'll, it's a big topic. We'll get to what we can, and then if if we need another episode, if y'all want to hear more, if y'all want to talk some more, if y'all have specific questions, questions exactly. that all of this brings up, let us know, and we'll you know we'll hit it up next yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, I think we're gonna be talking about this throughout the duration of the podcast because yeah. so there's so much to it, um, and it also changes constantly. 
Yeah, it does. So. It does, exactly. I mean, it lit- like one website just supposedly changed its name. I'm still calling mm-hmm. it Twitter, personally, because, what? <laughs> hello. Is mama named him Twitter, I'm going to call him Twitter. <laughs> so. so a friend of mine um, who's somewhat published, but hasn't really broken out publishing yet. He's had some books in the past, but um, he's really trying to restart things. So that was a while ago. He hit me up, and I just kind of casually give him advice now and then, as I do. He hit me up the other day and he was like, yo, D, you know, I, I was just trying to get my book out there to some agents and I just approached two of them and one of them was like, yo, this is the, this is the, such a great book on this topic. I love it so much, but you don't have the social media following for me to be able to, first of all, <laughs> as soon as you hear those words, <laughs> there should be alarm bells in your mm-hmm. head. I almost threw the phone when he said that, um, but this is a really good dude and a really great writer and, uh. He was like, yeah, she said, I don't have the social media following for her to be able to take me on as a client. Right there, I can tell you, as I told him, that is someone who was either bad at their job or a scammer. And in yeah. this case, I would, I'm comfortable in saying that it was a scammer, but it could be either way. But you, if that's, the, if that's something you're hearing from a professional, whether it's an editor or an agent as a reason not to work with you on a creative project like a book... That's a problem. That, and that's their problem. And that, them giving you that rejection is you dodging a bullet. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And it's um, we have seen time and time again that interactions on social media does not necessarily sell exactly. move product. Exactly. Um, it can. It can. But it doesn't mean it will. Right. And also, you know, the book, some of the books that are, you know, being turned into TikTok darlings, their writers don't necessarily have huge followings. Like, some of them do. Exactly. Well, TikTok is especially chaotic in the numbers game, right? People with, right, three or four followers will suddenly go massively viral. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that, exactly, that's a perfect example of how totally unpredictable it is. And also, the story there, too, is about how the industry perceives social media, Mm -hmm. which is also to say, I love that, there's a William Goldman, the the guy who has the book about screenwriting that's so good, Adventures in Screenwriting, it's called where he William he, Goldman, the author of The Princess Bride. That one, yes. yes. So, and, and, yeah, that and, that yeah. obscure man. I, I, I just wanted to make sure I had his name right because yes. I'm terrible at names. It's but okay. yes, that guy, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know, the main thesis of that book is like nobody knows what the hell they're doing in right. the movie industry, and that is also true of publishing. But people act like it, and they, mm-hmm. and, which is. It's fine that people don't know what they're doing. Right. As long as we can all sit around a table and have an honest conversation about right. that and be like, we're trying this, we're trying that. But publishing professionals often like to act like they know what they're doing because mm-hmm. it's their job to know what they're doing. Right. And so they say things like that. And that's a, they don't know. And then, so the other narrative we see a lot uh, recently is authors being like, my publisher's trying to get me on TikTok. Yeah. Talk about that, babe. It's so, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm on TikTok because I enjoy TikTok. Part of it is these marketing budgets are being slashed left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the onus is being shifted from the publisher having to spend ad dollars on getting your book out there to the writer having to invest time and energy and honestly money into pushing their book on social media. Stick a pin because I want to come back to the money part because we have we can specifically talk yeah. about that. But I also want to say that's only and and I know you know this, so I'm not checking you on it. Is that that's only an escalation of what's always been going on because that's been true, you know, throughout ages. Like publishers have always tried to skimp on money by trying to get writers to do a lot of the legwork, and writers have taken it on to different degrees, and it's fine to do that. I don't, there's nothing wrong with taking on some of the work 
of publicizing your book. And some writers very proudly like do it all. And some are like, no, that's not my job. And I think both are right. You know, mm-hmm. you have to find what's, you know, what's not going to feel like exploitation. Right. What's not going to feel like overworking yourself. Because let's not be honest. Burn you out. What's not, exactly. What's not going to burn you out because it's a writing is a full time job. Um, and publicity is a full-time job. That's why there's literally people whose job is to be the publicist. Right, it's a real, right. it's a full job. And doing both is two full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And some of us are parents. So yeah. that that's and then and then it has to be said that too, for especially for marginalized writers, for people of color, for folks who aren't men, um, straight men, like the marketing dollars have always been less. And we have yeah. always known that we need to do our own work and do our own labor right. work on that. But and the, community organizing has often gotten us best yeah. when it's their work when it's two things together yes exactly so um and uh you know a lot of the successes that these publishers are using as examples for why you need to be on every single social media platform are people who have built their platforms separate from their writing or their writing rose out of the platform that they had um people who started like Somebody who has a huge following that they started cultivating back in 2017, 2018, 2019, or even 2020. Somebody who's starting today, uh, 2023, is going to have a much harder job and it's just going to be so different. Like they're that same, those same processes and those same um, techniques aren't going to work the same for someone starting fresh today or even starting from a smaller following it's just like how back in like 2015 2013 2016 every single tumblr account was getting a book deal (laughs) right you can't do that you couldn't even do that in 20 like 17 you couldn't expect to like oh my tumblr's popping so i'm automatically going to get a book deal and it's that's just the the shifting changing evolving nature of social media if y'all have been on the bird app recently you know that everybody's engagement has been tanked tanked it's appallingly um, low, and 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 even if it hasn't been, because even before that, that period began, you know what you said earlier is so true. Is that people who do have massive social media followings, I mean, like over you know hundreds of thousands, several hundred thousand, will still not be moving product mm-hmm. because following someone on social media does not mean you want to throw down thirty dollars or. $12 for a book. Those are right. not the same thing. And people assume that they are. Well, there's that famous case study of the woman who had 2 million followers and tried to sell t-shirts. And I think she, she sold 30 t-shirts. <laughs> so um, it's not, but it it's is. Hilarious. It's, it's hilarious, but it's also terrible. Like that poor girl, she really, but that's like, that shows like it doesn't move. You mm-hmm. Like follower count doesn't equal you know, like somebody, somebody engaging with you for free is not necessarily going to spend money on exactly. your and venture. I, when you don't have a lot of followers, it probably feels I can. Well, I speak from at times or on apps when I where I don't have a lot of followers because, you know, there's some apps where I have a, a dozen or two. And it feels like people who have a lot of followers, even knowing that I'm like, they must be moving books like you know like they're not you know some of them are but that's not not because of their followers right and sometimes they move books so they have a lot of followers right exactly it's not necessarily like you can't really tell which feeds into which right right so Um, all of that to say is it's very chaotic that doesn't mean it's a full wash like i think and that gets us to the next topic which is that there are i think ways of being on social media First of all, that can be fun mm-hmm. and enjoyable. Second of all, that can lift up your brand and put your name out there in ways that are really are helpful. 
Um, but you can't count on it. And I think that's the main rule. But you recently, you know, hired a social media team. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really smart move and a really good yes. move. And it seems like it really paid off for you. And it was fun. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to hear, you know, have you ask you to talk about that. So yeah, shout out to the method agency, Nikki and Becca, y'all are great. Um, I really enjoyed working with y'all. Uh, but yeah, I um, contracted the method agency to kind of help me with strategizing and managing my social media around the launch of that self-same metal your first young adult yes. novel <laughs> my first novel your first ever. novel which happened to be young adult debut novel debut ya historical fantasy out from amulet abrams books now wherever books are sold boom that's the plug that's our ad right now um right. i guess I, i'm a shift i'm gonna slide <laughs> myself pass. some ad money right. yeah i reached out to method because in the months leading up to my book launch i knew I was going to be super busy. I was directing a show, um, mom to a toddler. I also was, you know, I've been working on book two. All of these things kind of stacked together. I knew I wasn't going to have time to leverage social media the way I wanted for my launch. Basically, we worked together to figure out things that fit with like my voice and the things I'm interested in. Just basically the way I would post on social media. I bet if y'all looked at my Instagram in particular and even my TikTok, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell when they took over and when I took like where, mm -hmm. where which hand slipped into the pot. So it was really great. Um, it was not cheap because social media strategy and management are absolutely skills and they are skills that deserve to be well compensated. So this is, I say this is someone who had the money to drop on having these folks on retainer for a few months but you if i could you mm -hmm. also say that as someone who has literally done that exact job yeah. for people because when we first met that's what you were doing as yeah. part of your like gig work economy i i was and, and i was not being paid well <laughs> no you weren't and that right so you bring by the way if you heard a scrabbling in the background while she was talking that was one of our dogs opening the door to this room and just seeing herself in yeah, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> Looking at us with a forlorn, confused look. Um, anyway, so I thought that, but I thought that that also added a particular level to your decision to hire social media people. Mm -hmm. That's a job that you very much know how to do. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was especially smart that even with that, you knew that you needed to do it. And yes, absolutely granted, like you were able to, and that's a part of it. Um, but you could have been like, yeah, but I, this is my job. I literally know how to do this, right? But you yeah. were also very aware that you, at that moment and this moment, you know, we have a toddler. Yeah. And launching a book, as we just said, a book, writing a book is a full-time job. Launching a book is a full and a half-time job. Mm -hmm. And being a mom is a full-time job. No yeah. question. And, and also I, I was directing a And you were directing, oh, like, oh, dude. Like not um, even the... Well, right. I, yeah, I was, I, yeah, I had to direct a remount of a play and I had to direct a new play. Um, so that all was kind of eating so... up my time. I know when I look back at the past, like the last six months, I'm like, like what was I doing? Of a As I look back <laughs> like, over my life and I think things over, I can truly say <laughs> that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. <laughs> my church folk will know that. Um, but no, it was, uh, I do, it is a something I know how to do and that's how I knew that I could not do exactly. it. That's the key. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that moment when yeah. they're like, wait, I know how to do this. I should do it. I should do it all. Even right. though I and literally yeah. don't have to and I literally can't. Both things right. are often true. But you know, what it takes to outline a book and to, you know, start a draft and everything. If you work full time, there's no way to keep your sanity and try to like do every single social media thing on the fly. 
Um, especially if you're trying to build your account, like looking at something right. like Instagram right. where you need to, and TikTok where you need to post consistently, there has to be some planning involved. All of the like influencers who really make money off right. the platforms, they plan out their content. They're writing strategies. Yep. They're um, setting up content calendars. They're pre-writing captions. They're scheduling posts. They're doing all these different things to to yeah. kind of automate the process as much as possible because you there are not enough hours in the day right. to exist as a person, to do whatever job pays you, and to also like engage on social media as much as these friggin' algorithms are trying to make us do. Right. So with method, I let them focus on posting for me. If there was ever a post that I felt particularly inspired to throw up in the middle of what they had scheduled, I was free to do that. Um, I had approval over all of the content and all of the captions. If I needed to make edits to that, I would. Uh, and then I decided that I wanted to be the one who replied to comments, uh, who responded to DMs and all of that stuff. Uh, they also helped me like set up my newsletter and mm -hmm. they would make graphics for me. And the amount of brain space that that freed up was mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but even like now I'm back to handling my own social media. Um, so what I'm doing, I'm still using the kind of strategy that they helped me work out. And I'm, you know, beginning of the month, I'm planning my posts out right. so that and I'm scheduling a certain number of posts throughout the month understanding that some of those may have to get bumped because something happens and it's like, oh, I want to post about that. Oh, I want to post about this. But just to know, like, all right, I have this set amount of things going up on my Instagram and going up on my TikTok over the next 30 days, 31 days, whatever. And if I need to post anything in between that, there we go. It also keeps you from just scrolling for infinity mm. Mm. and getting sucked into social media to the mm. point where... You look up, the sun is gone, the moon is out, it's 3 a.m. and you've done absolutely nothing except look at your phone. It's super easy to do, you know? Uh, there was like 12 different things that I was thinking about. I need to keep a notebook around when we were talking. <laughs> but that's not a bad, that's a good thing. I'm glad you said all that because that had to be said and you had that experience that I don't have. Mm -hmm. I just had so many thoughts about different well, stuff. You some have, of them are entire episodes. It's I'm okay. You have this huge following on Twitter, like uh, RIP to that right? app. Um, but you, you cultivated it in a very organic way mm -hmm. over several years that's because true. you've been on Twitter for a, a minute. But what I was thinking about earlier when you were talking was that social media is really tricky in that it, it can feel, and I've said this out loud, like it can it like it can feel really easy and not take up any time. Like I remember in the heyday of Twitter when all mm -hmm. the like aunties before they were on Twitter would be like, How do y'all be on Twitter so much? Like you I don't know nobody wanna hear about what you have for breakfast and all this stuff mm -hmm. and like um, you know, and you, it, I would be like you literally just take your phone out of your pocket and like write three sentences or a sentence and mm -hmm. then keep it moving like it doesn't take up time in a way but in another way if you're trying to do it strategically and with a plan and to move you know books or whatever mm -hmm. you're trying to do it does take up a lot of time and what I found is and this is where I think it requires us as creatives and and as people on social media to be very um self-reflective which is something I tell writers anyway just about writing period but it's on a different level when we're talking about writers being out in the world and how we move you know in that way uh, different things will drain you in different ways. Mm -hmm. And social media is a great example of that. I, I recently realized that like, 
um, certain posts will be exhausting to me. You know, like the act of going to find a link and mm-hmm. posting it, which I try to do. You know, if I'm gonna up somebody's book, I want to up their book, and so I will do my best to like go and like find the right link and like, you know, certain random things will just. And then other days that's super easy. You know, yeah. and and so it's stuff like that, or more so, I guess, with like someone will be like, oh, I'm doing you're doing this event with us. Can you post about it? And my mm-hmm. brain will melt. so there are there are tricks to get around that like there are things you can do right so there's right there are definitely hacks but the one other thing i was gonna say is um there's also layers levels to the degree of engagement that you can have someone be your social media person right like Mm -hmm. you're talking about a sort of a middle range i think and and a a company like method that's about the lower range of what they're able to do Mm -hmm. as far as like throwing resources at something they need to have a pretty serious level of engagement but that's not always the case and i think it's worth it's like i don't think it should feel like for people listening um it's either going to be that or nothing right i think there are creative ways um to think through like how to figure out ways to have you know people working on your social media that Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily as high level as that yeah i mean you can have people you know there are a bunch of places that make templates right Um, that's a great example i know like uh Instagram and TikTok and uh, CapCut have mm-hmm. templates where all you have to do is throw in videos or photos and boom, then you got, right, you know, content right. made for you. Even the um, act of doing a lot of it in advance, like, because yeah. I, 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 I was, a, you know, Cav, my fellow high Republicaneer, uh, Cav is extremely active on, what's it called? Substack. Substack. This very, this very platform where we are posting exactly. podcast. <laughs> that, that place. So like, he's, he is, he is active on there. And, you know, he has an assistant and I'm sure some of that helps. But he also when I was like, dude, how Um, he was like, you know, I just write them all at once. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like that (laughs) that's not an answer, except it is. It's a great answer because it's it's exactly how he's able to do it. Is it not being like, oh, I have to do this every other day or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I have a moment of time now. I'm going to do all of my sub stacks now and I'm going to have them, you know, posted out throughout the week. And that's really smart. He's a smart dude. Yeah. And I mean, you can, you know, there are uh, ways to do that in the apps. There's uh, TikTok lets you schedule stuff at least two weeks in advance from the web app. Um, right. There are. That a really couple... helped you, right? Finding, figuring out how to po- have stuff be scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using later, a paid version of later, but they also have a free version where you can they schedule have called stuff. It deuces. <laughs> deuces well, right no it was later because you can post it later i'm aware mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the but... other thing is assistance <laughs> and I th- we're gonna have a whole episode about having an assistant because i think people don't really get it a lot or know what to do when they do have one but shout out to sage a fantastic mm-hmm. assistant on every level and that's one that's also one way that sage and i work together is when i hit those those There'll be certain things that I'm just like, my brain will melt if I do this. Sage, can you do this? And Sage will do it, you know, mm-hmm. and their brain doesn't melt when they do it, I hope. So, yeah, there's there's different options, I guess. Yeah, I mean, another thing about uh, hiring assistants or bringing in help, a lot of people feel that they are not at the place where they deserve to bring in help or deserve to have an assistant or like, I'm not there yet. I don't, I can't, I can't hire an assistant. I'm not there yet. And it's... Like child, when you need help, you need help. We will like, get we will get into that in the assistant episode um, because that's a big that's big right there. Yeah, but yeah, like I was saying, there's a bunch of ways to like pre schedule posts. Um, you can even you know set up alerts in your Google Calendar. You can have stuff you know you can pre write your captions in um, in Google Docs. You can make yourself a content calendar in mm-hmm. Google Sheets. You can have a whole like 
folder on your phone with all of the images you think are great for social media, all the videos you think are great for social media, and just like pull from those when you need to. Um, there's a way you can set up keyboard shortcuts with all the hashtags that you use frequently. Right. So all you have to do is type in like a key, a, like keyword, and then all of the right. hashtags will auto-populate. And I think don't let anyone bully you into being on TikTok. It's also a big yeah. takeaway here. Especially well, don't let anybody bully you into being on anything. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I meant. But yeah, so, yeah. I mean, people aren't trying to bully anyone to be on Blue Sky. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like... But they should be because it's a, it's a great... Well, you have to get an yeah. invitation. I mean, the, the, the best advice I've seen across the board when it comes to being a creative on social media is you only be on the platforms that you actually enjoy because if you don't enjoy it you're not gonna it's not gonna be good it's not gonna be fun it's just gonna be draining i do want to put an addendum on that though which mm-hmm. is that there are one thing that i think especially people over 30 do is be like oh that app oh I would never without knowing thing one about that app and i think that's also a equally dramatic mistake Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand it. Like, there's people who just hate being on camera. So uh, the idea of, a, of an app like TikTok is like, a, you know, abhorrent. Um, or the idea of actively being on it. But mm-hmm. if you don't go on there and just exist on the app a little bit and see what people are doing with it, you are missing out on opportunities because there are many millions of TikTok users that never appear on camera mm-hmm. and figure out lots of ways around that, right? And they they're really creative. I love TikTok. I'm laughing because. Uh, Rupe Helps Padres randomly asked me on Twitter the other day, DJO um, TikTok era when? And I was like, <laughs> two years ago, <laughs> because I went through that. I went through a period where I was t- doing all the things yeah. that TikTokers are supposed to do and, and really loving it. The only reason I did it is because I loved it. I wasn't doing it to sell books. I was like, this is a this is a fun app that I mm-hmm. could have fun doing. And I did. And then I also was like, it's diminishing returns. And it, it, was, it was feeling like a lot of work and not a lot of payoff in the not in the sense i like i said i wasn't expecting to like move a ton of um, product but it was just kind of like every video was kind of doing exactly the same numbers and just flatlined and oh, i was yeah. like you know what this is numbers are worse now but and they're worse now so all um, that to say like but, my tiktok era is over maybe it'll be back one day but i really had fun when i was doing it and i figured out a lot of fun you know like it's like in camera edits and Mm -hmm. music and like it's a really enjoyable community if you tap into it and give it a chance i found but at least look at the apps that people are being like this is this is a great one like check it out you you will surprise yourself in interesting ways yeah but also if you hate it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um the only thing that i see i've seen across the board that it's particularly writers they're like you need to have this is a newsletter And that's because Ah. every single, like, as we're seeing with the bird app, that following does not belong to you. If Mm -hmm. that app collapses, so do communications with all of those followers. Yeah. If you have, you know, your newsletter subscribers, those belong to you. You can take them platform to platform. You can hold on to those. And those are people you always have access to and connection to in a way that you don't. If Instagram collapses, if threads collapses if you get banned from tiktok if you get banned from whatever like if, if they just suddenly delete your account for no right reason or because you don't like nazis or whatever right i i will say i think that's something to check on i i know like i was originally my newsletter was on mailchimp um sage was able to migrate my my all my subscribers over to substack very mm-hmm. relatively easily i think i don't think that's always a guarantee so you need to look at before you if you ha- don't have a newsletter check um, we did some research into it, uh, both my agent and Sage and myself, 
and really landed on Substack as like the right place, um, in part because it's free and it, there's no tiers. Whereas with MailChimp, once you reach a certain number of subscribers, mm-hmm. you just have to start to pay. And I think it does get quite expensive. It does. And with Substack, another really great thing is that your posts are searchable, um, unlike with MailChimp, where you can, you know, people can find your posts yeah. just through Google. There's a lot of great things about it. Twitter hates Substack, which I think is a net That's bonus. That's a personal beef between. Right, which is a good thing, really. Yeah. Anything that they, <laughs> Twitter hates, it's got to be good. But it does mean that you, you know, the apparently the links are still suppressed. I don't know. But I, I've been really enjoying Substack. I know mm-hmm. you have too, yeah, so no, I have. Them. And, you know, I migrated my subscribers from um, MailChimp when I had a Wix account. I right. used, I uh, sent out newsletters through Wix and stuff, and then I've moved them over to Substack. So usually there is, uh, nine times out of 10, there's a way to download your subscriber list and yeah. shift them to different places. And there's like Tiny Letter, there's mm-hmm. um, Mailer Light, there are, uh, I know, um, Squarespace also has a uh, like its own mm-hmm. internal email platform mm-hmm. um There's patreon or patreon patreon i think sure yeah. i never know whatever. so whatever know. you say it's definitely it's right. just it's that thing where you know you've read a word but you don't you've never heard the word so what does it really sound like um but yeah like you know Patrona. famously nk jemison her Blew Patreon is, yep. is like huge it's incredible yeah and i, I think um, artists particularly seem to thrive on yeah Patreon. Yeah, but you know, Substack has its own. Um, yeah, Cav, similarities. Cav clearly loves Substack. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. been loving Substack. I, I really like it a lot. So yeah, I think, mm-hmm. but I do think there's very few bottom lines and like truths in this conversation. But one of them seems to be that uh, newsletters are the highest um, rated in terms of like getting engagement and people actually buying yeah. things. Well, and from a marketer standpoint, the sales conversions over email are still the most strong across digital marketing. That was a fancy way of saying what I said, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to talk about no, you're right, you're a right. digital thing that actually moves product, right. email is the only one that actually moves product. She actually really knows so, what she's talking about, whereas I am just like clawing at the wig. Like, vibey vibes aside, I'm just trying to give y'all, no, the, you're right. trying to give y'all facts. It's, it's the facts. And you have done this. And I think like that is something that you bring to the table across the board that like a lot of writers haven't had that experience of being, mm-hmm. especially being someone else's social media person. Oh, man. You know, what, what a fresh hell that must be. No, but. the wildest one I ever did was a um, security company and like trying to figure out like fun, interesting posts for them and um, both on Twitter and for like email newsletters and blog posts. That was wild. I feel like that's why all these brands are like losing, or social media people are losing their minds and like posting well, because, chaos. And also like they don't pay you. Right. They don't pay you. You have to like go through all these friggin' approvals. So, and like with social media being so, like everything is so quick. It's like something is a hit now and then in five exactly. minutes it's going to be dead. But it takes three business days to get approval on your post so right. now it's like what's even the point because right. the trend isn't a trend anymore and also what happens to that end is that someone probably what happened was some social media person bless their soul was high one day and like accidentally posted on the brand account of, to millions of followers instead right. of their personal account and it was some total not like chaos yeah. and then it blew up and sold a billion whatever yeah. well and then yeah. everyone was like oh that's a strategy and then they started like yeah. doing all this nonsense and like acting out on purpose to get attention to get eyeballs you yeah. know having these fake feuds and romances and the, it's like so the much. most egregious ones wendy's on twitter uh. is wild duolingo on tiktok out of pocket and oh, wow. uh denny's That's on hilarious. tumblr has always been 
utterly chaotic. You are very online. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> you can you just know? whip I that list yes. out like, this is my three this o'clock is in the morning rambling. Right. This is it. This is <laughs> it. Hilarious. I see these things. But I do think one takeaway from it all is that um, at the end of the day, like you can have all these million dollar brand strategists, you know, working their way at figuring out how to sell whatever. And, it, you know, it might just take some random guy being high on the job to figure it out. Right. But, but, no, but don't get, don't get high. What I'm saying is like, it is that per- is, there is a chaos element to it. It is mm-hmm. also a very personal human element to it mm-hmm. that I think it's easy to lose sight of because everyone's like trying to crack the code, break the algorithm. And the truth is, is a lot more chaos to it than we mm-hmm. can ever break. And it's like those uh, code breakers in World War Two. You yeah. know, <laughs> like it's it's not possible. But you can. What you can do is have fun with it, bring intentionality mm-hmm. to it, um, try to get whatever feedback you can from that. Uh, chaotic feedback loop not the algorithm but the actual humans that you're mm-hmm. engaging with because those are the ones who are going to buy you but the algorithm isn't going to buy your book mm-hmm. the people that you talk to are and that's why those situations of like you know people with a million followers not moving that much product but people with 12 not because they went suddenly viral on tiktok but because the 12 people that follow them are super engaged with them and their story and what they're doing and they buy their stuff and mm-hmm. like that's that's what matters yeah. And on that note. Well, no, before we go, there the biggest thing is there is no guarantee. There's no formula. Right. There is always a possibility that you do everything quote unquote right and nothing happens. I was going to ask if you had something to say. Oh, well, sorry. I just I was like it, it sounded like you were closing I would out. Never and I was close like don't close. Without giving you don't close. No, don't please. close yet. Don't close. Don't always can, be closing. The High Republic can wait. Not now be closing. We not closing. <laughs> is it Uchiwali? No, always be closing? <laughs> no, I know. Okay. <laughs> I just think it's one mic. Uh, is it is it Ushiwali or is it one mic? What now is it's it? time to close. No, no, it's not. It's not still. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not done. It's just, it's because I don't want it to sound like, okay, you have to hire smoke. So you have to like do all these things. Absolutely not. To be, because there's no guarantee. Like you can hire the best publicist in the world you can hire beyonce's publicist and still not (laughs) she's busy not move anything beyonce probably don't even have a publicist at this point like (laughs) she her name is her she probably hasn't had a publicist since like before she dropped um uh self-titled in the middle of the night (laughs) like that was a move it was all right now we are literally going into i'm gonna miss this meeting all right um, all right Sorry, I forgot. Please, no, no, talk more about Beyonce. Maybe we should change this whole topic of the Listen, okay. Our son just got home. Okay, so. That's actually perfect. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this inaugural episode of Ink Bottle. Um, A podcast about our son just getting home. (laughs) No. If you have any, if this conversation sparked any other questions, if you want to keep the conversation going, go ahead and keep it going in the comments here. Um, I believe there are comments under the... Let's hope so. Or we'll start a thread on um, Substack or hit either of us up on social media. Oh, let's give our social medias. Okay, I am. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Before we do this, you're going to find out exactly which one of us used to work in social media (laughs) and which one is a freaking gremlin. Okay, so I am Brittany X, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-A-C-T-S, everywhere, everywhere, except on YouTube. Uh, Daniel, go ahead. Yes, you don't want to do it? All right, I'm I'm at DJ Older on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Jose One on Instagram. I'm at Daniel Jose Older on TikTok. And I'm uh, DJ Older at whatever Blue Sky dot Blue Sky at on um, Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. I'm on Tumblr too. I'm I'm you know. What vacant. are you on Tumblr? Exactly. Find me. 
Exactly. I'm on YouTube too. I mean, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on, you on Pinterest too. You I'm on Substack. You don't know. They know that. I'm yeah. Brittany Axel on Substack too. So Pinterest is personal. We'll put okay. all of these in the notes, guys. We'll put all of these in the notes. <laughs> that, um, that was the perfect illustration. Yes. Of exactly what we were talking about. So Be thank a you, thank you so much for listening. And if y'all got anything that you want us to talk about in future episodes, let us know. Um, we yeah, this is gonna be a good time. Maybe we'll have to go on as a guest that one. <laughs> he, he doesn't have words yet. He doesn't have enough social media followers. Right. <laughs> he has no. All he has is an email. <laughs> All right. Later. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.